G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You know that we do like to draw attention to the way that foundations in what we believe actually produce outcomes. So what we teach our children when they're little affects the way that they think and behave when they become adults. And sometimes the outcomes are good outcomes and sometimes not so good. Well, Dr. Don Batten is back with us to talk about the value that we place in the Bible and especially the way we talk about the book of Genesis. And we're going to talk about uh, some issues over these next few minutes, talking about rebuilding biblical foundations. So a good conversation ahead in these next few minutes. Dr. Don Batten is an agricultural scientist with a PhD from the University of Sydney. He's also Managing Director of Creation Ministries International. Hello, Don. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Good to be with you. Don, this is one of those, in some respects, a conversation that deals with some of the bread and butter issues that you uh, like to reinforce whenever you're doing conferences. The idea that foundations for what people believe actually affect the way that we think when we grow up. Uh, What about those foundations? How are they being eroded away? Well, when I was a kid uh, in the 1950s, uh, going to school, 80% of children went to Sunday school, and uh, just about everybody believed that God actually created everything. I'm not saying everybody's a Christian, uh, but um, atheism was almost unheard of. And so the schools actually had uh, strong Christian influences, public schools I'm talking about, not not uh, Christian schools. Uh, and uh, so uh, basically everybody had a sort of attitude that yeah, God exists and He, uh, the Bible's his word. And uh, so when somebody could actually speak to somebody and say, you know, the Bible says this, oh, right, okay. But of course you don't have that attitude today. And the question is, what happened? And in the 1960s, uh, basically the whole school curriculum changed. They kicked out God and brought in evolution instead. And uh, the consequence of that has been a whole sea change in the way people think. And consequently, today, very few people actually have a Christian worldview which actually has God in control and in creating everything, and uh, we're answerable to God. And so, consequently, comes Christians trying to share the gospel with uh, non Christians, often have a hard time even getting a conversation started. And is, there, is it true, Don, that in some ways uh, this has taken Christians by surprise or it's taken the nation in some sense by surprise? Uh, some of these things have crept in because of changing thinking, uh, changing attitudes. Uh, how do you describe the changes that have taken place over these last decades? Well, you just have to think about some of the social issues that are at the forefront at present, like same-sex marriage and this gender-bending ideology in, in primary schools and even younger and a lot of parents, not just Christian parents, a lot of parents are quite concerned about you know what their kids are being taught at school and where's all this come from? You know what's behind all this? And what's behind it all is basically kicking God out because uh, if the Bible isn't the basis of our thinking about what is marriage and who should be married and questions of morality and so on, what is the basis? There is no basis ultimately. It's just a matter of how many people have the most votes um, in terms of changing the laws and things for the country. And so 
we're aware in the consequences of what what happened started to happen in, the, in earnest back there in the 1950s and 60s and uh, and true a lot of churches a lot of Christian leaders have really missed it and um, back when I was a kid and as a young Christian trying to understand these things I would ask church leaders about you know Genesis and evolution and all the rest of it we've been taught at school and they didn't have a clue frankly there are very few Christian pastors that had any idea how to deal with this and so they'd um, uh, had all sorts of confusing responses which weren't at all helpful and um, but the consequence of that is a lot of young people decided they had no answers and uh, went in the direction of the so-called science, which is not actually science, it's really history that they're pretending is science. But that's another. That's what we've been dealing with on Saturday. Yes, on Saturday you've got a who's who in Creation Ministries International and you'll be part of a seminar in Toowoomba. I'll give South East Queensland, Northern New South Wales listeners uh, an idea of what's happening then. But let's not lose focus here for a moment, Don, because when we think of people in the church and what they believe about God, what they believe about the gospel, uh, we assume that those things are all watertight. But when you get this idea of uh, of evolutionary science creeping into the church, it actually affects even the message that Christian leaders hold and that believers who are sitting in the pews hold about the value of what is true and right and what the gospel is. Indeed. Uh, if if the events in Genesis didn't actually happen, then if the evolutionary view is correct, they didn't happen. The events in Genesis are just some sort of mythology or story, and unfortunately some theologians actually say those sorts of things today. If those events didn't happen, if he wasn't an actual real Adam who brought death and suffering, disease into the world through sin, through the rebellion back there in Genesis, then the New Testament says that the reason Jesus died is because of what Adam did. And Jesus is called the last Adam in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Romans 5, other places, uh, because uh, Jesus, the last Adam, comes to actually undo what the first Adam brought into the world. And so Jesus came... He died a physical death on the cross because physical death is a consequence of sin and he paid the price for our sins so we can escape from death in the future. And uh, he went around healing people because sickness was a consequence of the fall or the rebellion of Adam. And the whole of creation has fallen in Adam. And so Jesus, through Jesus, Romans 8 says, the whole creation is looking forward to its restoration. And so the the, the New Testament picture of the gospel of Jesus and what he did and how incredibly it's going to make life so much for those who are in him in the future uh, all that's undermined if you think about it if you think about it and a lot of people don't think about it they just sort of have a vague idea that some way it must go together they don't really know how but when they're challenged about it um, their their confidence in the Bible is eroded and their confidence in the gospel is eroded and their confidence in sharing it with others is undermined. And as you say, Don, not even those church leaders, even educated church leaders, have felt that they are at a level where they're equipped to be able to defend these things in the face of the accusations that come from the science community. Uh, it's a matter of uh, finding the right people with the right skills to be able to argue really substantial arguments about uh, about God and creation, and that's what you guys do. Indeed, a lot of pastors have just been trained in theology, and that's great. Uh, but they think that the professors at the university, they're trained in biology, geology, and all the other ologies, and they're experts in their field, and we must defer to them, and so we must accept what they say. 
and some way or other we have to make it fit with the Bible. And many, sadly, many people are confused that way. But that, what they don't understand, this is something which will come out on, on Saturday, is that these stories about where everything came from, about the origins of things, is actually not the science which put man on the moon or gives us modern medicine and all sorts of incredible discoveries and things about how the world operates. How the world operates is a wonderful enterprise of modern science. It's not the same as saying dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago or men evolved from apes or something like this, which is something that supposedly happened in the past, which nobody observed. And so, uh, you know, we have permission not to believe the stories about the past that people concoct based on their worldview and a little bit of evidence in the present. Well, we're talking about rebuilding biblical foundations. And this coming weekend, on Saturday, there's a significant event being held in the regional city of Toowoomba at the Hume Ridge Church of Christ. It's a after lunch through until early evening, including a Q&A after dinner. The Creation Ministries International holding a half-day conference. It's called a Proclaiming Creation Conference and Rebuilding Biblical Foundations. Don Batten's going to be there. Dr. Don Batten is our guest. We'll continue our conversation about rebuilding biblical foundations in just a short while. Taking a little time to talk about what Creation Ministries International are doing, this coming Saturday they've got what they're calling a Proclaiming Creation Conference in Toowoomba in Queensland. Now, they're planning to do lots of these Proclaiming Creation Conferences around Australia, and it's all about rebuilding biblical foundations. So back with us today, Dr. Don Batten, who is Managing Director of the Creation Ministries International. We're talking through some of these foundations that have been chipped away at, eroded away. Don, what do you say to parents who say, uh, Don Batten, you're overreacting. It doesn't hurt to teach kids about evolution or or uh, that somehow or other it had to be God who did all of these things. What do you say to parents? Well, this is an interesting thing that every communist country has indoctrinated their children in evolution from the youngest age. Why? Because they recognise that it makes atheists out of the kids. And uh, a professor at Cornell University, an atheist professor of biology, said evolution is the greatest engine of atheism ever invented. And so if, we, if our kids are going to be exposed to evolutionary thinking and nothing else, uh, then uh, they're going to actually start to think as atheists. And surveys in middle high school in Australia now show that half the kids in year 10 say they're atheists. And this includes a lot of Christian schools, I might add. And one of the problems is that when you teach kids that, oh, yes, evolution, which is how everything came to be without God, is the way it all happened, but we can still believe in God, you basically make God into some sort of uh, unnecessary addition to the whole think thought process. And uh, so what we're doing on Saturday is one of the talks is divine design and talking about how living things actually scream at us that they're created by a super intelligent creator. Uh, the evolutionary story does, does not stack up at all. And then also that the... the uh, evidence around us and the landforms and things actually is consistent with what the Bible says about the global flood of Noah and how it would have restructured the face of the earth. And so the evidence is all around us that the Bible's history is actually a true account of history. It's a true story of the world. The other story, the evolutionary story, is the, is the myth. Um, and so when our kids grow up 
confident that what the Bible talks about are real events in time and space, not just stories, then, of course, they have a solid foundation for their faith, uh, a faith in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour as they grow up. And uh, we've got three grown kids. Uh, youngest one's 30, and they're all walking with the Lord. They've all been through university. We've got uh, many, many years of university experience between my wife and I and my, our three kids, and they're all walking with the Lord. And a university can be a very challenging environment but also a very stimulating environment a lot of interesting things you learn but kids have to learn to discern between the the real things they get taught and the stories they get taught which are part of this atheistic worldview which pervades our our, our society today i think i'd be reflecting what many listeners to our conversation might think is that there is a perception that somehow or other Uh, science has won the debate and evolution is the winner and uh, everything that's going on behind the scenes somehow or other lacks credibility or lacks the sort of quality level of research science that gives uh, the idea of God as creator the sort of uh, necessary credibility and authenticity that it needs. But you've got got networks of wonderful, well-qualified PhD scientists all around the world, Don, and contributing into a huge data bank of of Mm. fabulous information. Explain all that, how it works. Indeed, that's correct. Uh, The sad thing is that many people, of course, only hear one side of the story. Uh, And so they get the impression that uh, all the uh, evidence is on the one side. Uh, but of course, uh, if you're a high school teacher, for example, in the state uh, or public education system, uh, you are not allowed to talk about anything else other than evolution. So all the kids get the impression that's all there is. And so the sad thing is many people today have never really actually thought about uh, the, the ideas. I mean, take, for example, biological evolution, that life made itself for a start. Uh, really, that just chemicals made the first living cell, that... that the complexity of the, of the simplest living cell is just gobsmacking. It's actually absolutely incredible. And to say that it made itself, and actually there are high-profile evolutionists who admit they haven't got a foggiest idea how life made itself. But it's not the impression that kids get taught in school that, oh, a few, few lightning strikes and a few chemicals and made life. You know, that's sort of like the impression they get, you know. And it, it's so misleading, so terribly misleading. I mean, talk about the origin of the universe, you know, this Big Bang idea that there's nothing and it exploded. Nothing explode? Anybody ever say nothing explode? <laughs> I like it. It takes incredible faith to believe the naturalistic view uh, and... Uh, so, uh, and that's one of the, the third talk, uh, the last talk actually is about the stars and the cosmos and the origin of the universe. Dr. Mark Harwood actually, who is, um, uh, he was in charge of the, uh, the communication satellite program of Optus in Australia and uh, putting satellites up in space to, to, for communication purposes and things. And so he's a bit of a rocket scientist, if you like. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Mark will be talking about the cosmos and the solar system and all the incredible features which speak about it being designed and created rather than just happened haphazardly by some natural process. Take us through some of the speakers that you've got at this particular conference this weekend. And I mentioned it's called the Proclaiming Creation Conference. It's not just one speaker, but you've got a who's who lineup here. You mentioned Dr. Mark Harwood, uh, the rocket scientist. Yeah. Uh, who else is on the program, Don? Well, Dr. Peter Sutcliffe's the theologian. He has a PhD in in uh, theology, and he's speaking about uh, uh, Genesis. Uh, his topic is 
uh, origins, interpreting the beginning of beginnings, which is about Genesis and how to understand it. Uh, so he's a theologian. Dr. Taz Walker is a geologist, so he's speaking about the uh, evidence around us in Australia and all around the world for Noah's flood that reshaped the earth and explains the origin of the rocks and the fossils and things under our feet. Uh, so as me, I'm a biologist. I'm speaking about how the living things speak about uh, creation rather than evolution. And Dr. Mark Harwood, I just mentioned about uh, talking about the stars, the message in the stars is his theme. And you're wanting to take the show on the road in the sense that proclaiming creation conferences are planned all around Australia. Uh, is this a firm plan that's come together or have you got some more dates? Uh, I don't have dates off the top of my head, but we've got ones coming up in Melbourne and uh, different parts of the country. And anybody goes to creation.com and has a look at the events, you'll see up and coming creation, uh, proclaiming creation conferences listed there. Uh, so currently we, uh, we just have the uh, one in Toowoomba and uh, says so Gold Coast, Brisbane and Toowoomba, but there are ones coming up in Melbourne and other capital cities as well. We've already done one in uh, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, uh, and um, we've got one coming up in Sydney. Uh, we've done one in Hobart, done one in Adelaide, and uh, so we're you know, taking it all around the country. And the Q&A sessions, Don, are you finding that there are people who are coming up with the curly questions, the ticklish ones, the ones that keep you on your, on your toes? Uh, what sort of questions come out in those Q&A sessions? Well, we, we have an, a book called The Answers Book, Creation Answers Book. It's a red-covered book, and if anybody reads that, they'll probably have a good chance of having uh, seen the questions that people ask because uh, most of the questions that people ask are answered in that red Creation Answers Book. And uh, one of the common questions is, well, you know, if the biblical time frame is correct of only thousands of years, how can we see a distant starlight, you know, and stars are billions of light, light years away? Uh, how can we see distant starlight? And um, it's a very common one. And uh, so that's that's a common question that gets asked. Another one, of course, is radiometric dating. People think that they that scientists stick a rock in a machine and can measure the age of it, like measuring its temperature. And and then they're confused about that because they hear all these dates and things and think that they're a fact, like measuring the temperature of water, which is not a, nothing like that at all. Um, so that's a common question. And uh, but there's all sorts of other questions too about. Oh, you know, ape men and uh, about the meaning of Genesis and uh, uh, the rocks and the fossils and things. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole range of questions come out. But uh, we find that our panel of four are usually up to the uh, job of uh, answering the questions. If there's something we can't answer on the spot, uh, we ask people to put their little uh, question sheet they fill in and they put their email address on it. We'll endeavour to get back to them with a a more complete answer after the uh, conference. So, Well, it's about rebuilding biblical foundations. And as you can hear, uh, there are going to be some experts uh, who are addressing a lot of significant questions when it comes to issues of origins and issues of creation. It's called the Proclaiming Creation Conference. And there's one that's happening this weekend in the Queensland regional city of Toowoomba at the Hume Ridge Church of Christ. Now, it starts 12.30, just after lunch. They're into the sessions and topped off with a Q&A at the end of the evening. Yep. Uh, simply go to creation.com. There'll be some dates and details there. But Dr. Don Batten, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's a pleasure. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.